KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning. I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Wednesday, March 22nd. San Diego researchers are looking for answers under 3,500 feet of ice in Antarctica. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The first storm of spring isn't over yet. Today's scattered showers are expected on and off throughout the day. This is the 13th atmospheric river of the rainy season. In downtown, we've gotten 12 inches of rain so far. That's four inches more than normal. And National Weather Service meteorologist Alex Tardy says we're on track to have the wettest season in nearly two decades. By Wednesday afternoon, we could be at 13.6, and that would put us at the wettest year in San Diego, going all the way back to 2005. Tardy says another huge winter storm is set to hit next Tuesday into Wednesday. The San Diego City Council yesterday made Juneteenth a paid holiday for city employees. Juneteenth marks the end of slavery in the United States. President Joe Biden established Juneteenth as a federal holiday in 2021, and Governor Gavin Newsom followed up by establishing it as a state holiday last year. Twelve campers donated to the city of San Diego three years ago will become temporary homes for people experiencing homelessness. It's part of a plan approved this week by the city council. That's according to reporting by the San Diego Union-Tribune. The safe parking site off Marina Boulevard will be ran by Jewish Family Service. The campers are expected to be used by families experiencing homelessness. The site will also have 15 spaces for people living in their cars. The lot is expected to open within a week. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. San Diego researchers have achieved something that's never been done before, They've taken a core sample from the bottom of a lake buried under thousands of feet of ice in the middle of Antarctica. Environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. It took researchers two seasons to travel across the cold, barren landscape to reach Mercer Lake in Antarctica. Matthew Siegfried works with the Colorado School of Mines. It's a little harder in Antarctica because, first of all, there's a big ice sheet above the lake that we're interested in, and then it's far from pretty much everything. And so all of our logistics went through McMurdo Station, which is about 500 miles from the lake we were interested in sampling. Tractors pulled enough gear over the ice to build a small village and set up a drill. Instead of using a steel bit to bore through the ice, researchers melted snow, sterilized it, and heated the water to 200 degrees. And we take a fire hose of hot water, literally like a multi-inch diameter fire hose made of Kevlar, and we just point it into the ice and we go down. Scientists needed to be efficient because the hole they pierced in the 3,500 feet thick ice sheet over the lake 
began to refreeze as soon as they cut it. So when we accessed Mercer Subglacial Lake, the water column was about 15 meters thick. So that's pretty, that's a pretty deep lake. Researcher Ryan Venturelli of the Colorado School of Mines was there during the collection. She says long metal cylinders were dropped through the hole and into the lake. Researchers sent the containers to the bottom where they captured a sample of the sediment on the lake floor. And what those devices came back with had never been found before. The samples had layers of sediment, much like tree rings, those layers reveal what's been happening in this hidden body of water. In this subglacial environment, we had never seen something like this before. But we have thought since we initially observed these lakes underneath the ice sheet that they should reflect something of the overlying ice. Previous attempts to recover sediment cores from underwater lakes failed because the region they're sampling is churned up by the ice above the water. Siegfried says this lake was different. It's a pancake and we think about sediments being deposited. It'll deposit one kind of sediment and then another layer goes on top of that. That might be a different type of sediment and on and on we go. Um, and that's how we draw paleo climate conclusions every day in ocean cores, for example. Those layers tell the story of the lake and the surrounding ice and it tells a story which fills a gap in the scientific record. Core samples from the ocean floor around Antarctica tell the geological history of the region, but only until about a thousand years ago. Satellite imagery has a pretty good record over the past two decades, but these lake cores extracted in this years-long effort could help fill that historical gap. It's not only what is there, but it's how long has it been there, and it tells us a lot more about the process. Helen Fricker is a glaciologist at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography who helped put the expedition together. So it's kind of a time scales problem. We've only sampled for a very small window and we need to be able to extend that backwards in time and also help us predict forwards in time to see how things might change in the future. Fricker says the sediment cores will allow researchers to record the history of the lake locked up under thousands of feet of ice. It will also help them understand the ice sheet above the water. The continent holds more than 60% of the world's fresh water and it could become a major factor as sea levels rise on a warming planet. It's basically subglacial hydrology, and so we need to get that right in our models. So it can help us constrain that process and understand it better so we can put it into a model which predicts the future of the ice sheet. So that's what the data will eventually be able to inform. It is common for scientists to build a climate record from sediment samples recovered in lakes in temperate climates. These sediments are the first of their kind recovered from under the ice. Findings from the expedition are published in the March 9th edition of the journal Geology. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Tens of thousands of Mexicans are protesting their president's unpopular election reforms. Border reporter Gustavo Solis explains what those reforms are and what they mean to the U.S. Mexico has a totally independent national electoral institute. There's nothing quite like it here in the U.S. They are professional electoral managers, and they run all of the elections, and they set up all the polling stations, and they print all the ballots, and they manage the electoral registry. We do not have that equivalent. We're very, very decentralized. Kathleen Brun is an expert on Mexican democracy. She says the dispute between President Andrés Manuel López Obrador and the National Electoral Institute dates back to 2006. 
That's when López Obrador lost the presidential election by less than one percentage point. He didn't take the loss very well. He declared that he was the legitimate president of Mexico. He asked his party not to take their seats in Congress. He occupied the central square, the Zócalo in Mexico City. He blocked streets uh, and refused, has still refused to accept that that election was legitimate. Now that he's president, López Obrador wants reforms. They would reduce the Electoral Institute's budget, gutting thousands of jobs and jeopardizing funding for polling stations in rural areas. Brun is also concerned that this could lead to drug cartels or foreign actors financing Mexican elections. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. San Diego's two largest educational institutions came together last night for their annual joint meeting. Education reporter M.G. Perez says decisions made at the meeting will impact high school students across the county. The governing boards of San Diego Unified and the San Diego Community College District meet each year to discuss partnerships and collaborative programs. In their meeting this year, they are working on projects through the 2027 school year. A new partnership starting June 13th will allow high school students to earn a nursing assistant credential through the community college's continuing education campus. It's a huge head start for high schoolers, according to the campus's president, Tina King. They will be able to, while they're in high school, get their state license to be a certified nurse. And while they are completing their certified nursing program, they will be able to take the state license exam. The joint meeting agenda also included discussion about pending state education legislation and future fundraising efforts. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS film critic reviews John Wick 4, We'll have that story and more just after the break. Stay close. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The SDSU men's basketball team is heading to Kentucky today for the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. It's the third time the Aztecs have made it that far in the program's history. Reporter Melissa May spoke with the team's head coach ahead of the trip. The fifth-seeded Aztecs have won 11 of their past 13 games and will play number one seed Alabama this Friday in Louisville, Kentucky. 
SDSU is coming off a dominating 75-52 win against Furman and are the first Mountain West Conference team to reach the Sweet 16 since Nevada in 2018. Head coach Brian Dutcher is preparing his team for their toughest opponent this season. We'll have toughness and grit. We'll contest every shot they take. And like I said from the start of the year, as long as we're playing at our best, then I like our chances. Dutcher says his team is looking forward to playing a number one seed. Melissa May, KPBS News. John Wick is back, and that makes film critic Beth Accomando very happy. Here's her review of John Wick 4. Saying that John Wick 4 ranks fourth in the franchise is like complaining that rubies are worth less than diamonds. I mean, yeah, but they're both priceless gems. The first John Wick was a flawless diamond, pure and stunning in its clarity of purpose. John Wick 4 takes us a long way from the man who simply wanted revenge for the death of his puppy. It brings us to a more complex and elegant world where Wick wants to once and for all regain his freedom from the criminal underworld known as the high table. I'm going to need a gun. In this fourth outing, stuntman-turned-director Chad Stahelski focuses a lot on gunplay, but finds ways to feature it in a series of set pieces that'll make your jaw drop in awe. Last words, Winston? Just have fun out there. And Stahelski does. He understands the breathtaking beauty of fight choreography and stunt work. Then he makes sure we appreciate it too, by allowing it to play out in long, wide, gorgeous shots. Stahelski and star Keanu Reeves have raised the bar on the action genre and set a whole new gold standard. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. John Wick 4 opens in theaters tomorrow. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.